0: This episode of Echoes in the Bones is brought to you by the Institute of Cultural Policy and Innovation, ICPI. ICPI, providing services in business development and coaching. ICPI, leaders in online training in event planning and intellectual property. Visit our website today at www.icpi-ja.com. On this episode of Echoes in the Bones, we speak to visual artist, software engineer and lecturer, John Thompson. John was responsible for inventing Lingo programming used in Macromedia Director and Shockwave. Lingo has been used to create Flash and Shockwave programs that are now prevalent in video games, web design, animation and graphics. In Jamaica, he was awarded the Silver Musgrave Medal for his contributions to science and technology. So, tell us about John, John Henry. where yes. When did it start for you?
1: Fortunately, um, I was uh, early on in, in high school. I was fascinated with computers, and uh, this is back in the seventies. So, you know, computers weren't weren't very accessible, but I knew uh computers and electronics and how you know how the how the electronic world works so I I, I set about a path to educate myself on on that and I was blessed with uh, some very very forward-looking teachers in in middle school this is this is a public school in the Bronx we, we immigrated from Jamaica to England and eventually ended up in the Bronx in in the 70s uh, so this was a public school but they 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 had a, a, a math teacher there, um, Mr. Mr. Cutler, who did a, a very very innovative thing. I think I don't think it's still been it hasn't been replicated today. He taught ninth grade math and eleventh grade math in one year. So he he had us take the ninth year Regents in December and then the eleventh grade Regents in in um, June. So uh, kind of lo- long story short, because I had eleventh grade math before I entered tenth uh, grade. I was get, able to qualify to get into the computer lab at the Bronx High School of Science, which was so it was just serendipity. I, you know, kind of. I, I knew I, I knew I, I I loved math. I wanted to learn learn about how the world works electronically because I thought that was empowering. And uh, and so through my math teacher, I was able to get access to computers uh, in high school, in tenth grade. Um, and so I learned programming. Beginning then so I don't know how deep you want me to get into it but it started back then in fact I wrote my first compiler mm-hmm. in, in high school uh, a basic compiler on IBM 1620 okay. Google it <laughs> ah,
0: so so basically you started early in the computing business from high school yes. and then did you go on to major in computing in college y-
1: yes yes so uh, and just another plug for for these empowerment programs. I benefited from a program called the Youth Opportunity Program, which ran in New York. It was run by um, uh, by the state, and what it did was it paid high school students to be in a professional environment to give them exposure to the professional world and give them money. You know, so yeah. I was able to through my ma- actually, and then this is through my other through my tenth grade math teacher now, Ms. Mrs. Schwartz. She got me connected with the Youth Opportunity Program, uh, so I could work in a computer center. Uh, in in uh, new york at one sixty eighth street new york new york state psychiatric institute they were it was a research uh, institute they would do uh, you know testing uh, subjects various kind of experiments and so they had a computer lab there so I was able to work there after from four to four to eight after high school during a, during a school year and full time during the summer and and the the main thing that that got me was well i was able to uh, teach myself other programming languages. So that was one. It gave me an income, you know, so I felt like I was grown at, at the fifth, whatever, 14, 15. Yeah. You know, I didn't have to ask my parents for anything. And, um, it gave me the experience, uh, to become a computer consultant. And that was my next target, you know, because I saw that, um, there was another graduate of the program who was working his way through college who was a consultant in the lab where, and he would, uh, he would do consulting projects for the research scientists, you know, write code, write programs for them. And he showed, he said, you know, he showed me what to do in terms of invoicing them, you Mm -hmm. know, give them a quote on an hourly basis. And so, uh, when I graduated from high school, I continued there as a consultant with one of the research scientists, you know, writing code for them. But the, the thing that it got, that made me, it, it, I got into MIT, uh, and I was, you know, I had my, had my sights on becoming a, a computer scientist. Um, but what it did for me was I had a had a real world hands on experience in coding, you know. Yeah. Because so I got you know I I learned Fortran, PL one, anything <laughs> anything that was running on one of any of those computers, I, I I wrote at least one program in it. Yeah, so so I'm at, at MIT now, uh, and they're very very unuser friendly in their introduction to computer science. They basically your first. The, the first class you take as a computer science major is called the structure interpretation of computer languages. It's not how to code; it's how to build computer languages okay. from the raw, you know, from fundamental lambda cal- calculus. You know, this is back in the in the in the the 90s, before dynamic languages were popular. So Lisp was the pretty much the only game, one of the few games in town for 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 dynamic languages. It mm-hmm. was used to build AI systems, you know, natural language recognition systems because it could manipulate data. And code interchangeably, as opposed to most other languages, which were all numerically based. You know, okay. so it was, it was it was symbolically based. So things that we take for granted now in JavaScript, and uh, and, and uh, not so much in Java, but uh, you know, it had dynamic memory, garbage collection. You know, the program didn't have to worry about as many things as traditional languages. So Lisp was really hot, and that's the f- when I got to MIT, that, that's the first new language I saw, and it, it blew me away. So I got I fell in love with Lisp. And, um, uh, you know, got into the, the, the AI lab, uh, there as a freshman. I got hired to work as a, in, at one of their research projects, uh, working on, on, list machines, uh, the, the pre- predecessor to the list machines. But bottom line is, you know, my, 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 high school, uh, youth opportunity gig helped me, gave me a leg up because yeah. in the computer science class, I knew what they were doing before they introduced it because I, you know, I built languages. I experimented language. So the issues that were coming up language-wise, uh, I was I was you know ahead of it, and that's why the, the, the I impressed my my uh, my advisor, in, and it wasn't my advisor. He was a, a TA, but he was also doing research. He was a he was a research scientist and, and teaching at MIT. You know, the research research and teaching went hand, mm-hmm. in hand goes hand in hand in at, at most, for most of the faculty there. So he invited me to, to be part of his team building this large AI system. Um, but, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't go a straight shot through MIT though. I, I, I got frustrated with, you know, growing pains, you know, seeing the world and, and, uh, that's not, not the, 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 coursework was, was fine, but, you know, emotionally I need, some, I needed some growth. So I took time off from MIT, uh, uh, going into my junior year, went back to, went back to New York and decided to cultivate, um, my artistic side I, I was always interested in drawing and painting yeah. um and you know my sister uh my older sister she went to pratt so she introduced me to to uh made me aware of uh the, the high school of music and art uh where, where you could you know you could come, you could audition and come and get in based on a portfolio so the, w- the way it works in new york uh the, the, the high caliber schools to, you, you take a test to qualify to get in. So mm-hmm. there's academic track, Bronx Science, Brooklyn Tech, Stuyvesant, and then there's uh, like art, music and art, which is now LaGuardia, performing arts. You know, so if if you met the grade, you could you could get in. And, and you know, and and it, it's a, they're, they're high quality schools compared to most of the public schools. Uh, you know, because you know because they're, they're selective. But anyway, so I went back and uh, halfway through MIT and decided to cultivate my artistic interest, uh, you know, I felt a need for something more expressive and less rigid. And I, 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 I was, and again, the youth opportunity program helped me because I was able to go back to that computer center and become a, a computer consultant there. At the same time, I found uh, the art student league, which taught uh, studio art, um, you know, uh, uh, drawing and painting um, at 59th street. So I would work during the day and then go there in the evening to, 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 Develop my artistic skills, and I did that for about a year, year or so. And then talking with people there, I I, I learned that you, there was an opportunity to use graphics. You know, computer graphics was just emerging. Yeah. So I said, okay, maybe I should go back to MIT and see if I can focus on that. You know, rather what, what I was doing before was trying to crack the hardest nut at the time, which was natural language recognition. You know, that's what my that's what my uh, my mentor was was doing. He was writing large list systems to parse and understand the the the, the meaning of english you know so we, we, it's it's common now you know well, you, so that's that's what they were trying to do which would involve a lot of language of grammar in addition to coding and i had the coding part but i didn't have the english grammar part i always said english was a second language to me since i grew up you know in the country in jamaica <laughs> so my first language was was jamaican uh, so I was, uh, so I struggled with uh, the grammar side. So, but when I went back to MIT and decided to focus on graphics, it was uh, the doors just opened up in terms of different uh, possibilities. There was a group there called ArcMac, which eventually be- the Architecture Machine Group. that eventually became the Media Lab, and there were other groups, splinter groups that focused on different aspects of media. Uh, not so much the technology, but what the technology enables you to do. There was the Film Video Department run, run by. Richard Leacock, a pioneer in cinema verite, which is using very low portable equipment to shoot shoot documentaries in a very intimate way. So that was the film/video section. There was a Visible Language workshop, we, we run by Muriel Cooper, which who was uh, a pioneer in, in di- uh, early digital prepress design. She she's, this was before you know PageMaker and you know all the layout systems. She was she wanted to uh, build a computer system to aid the designer from the designer's point of view, rather than from, you know, back then things were laid out in code and very, very numerically oriented. She wanted a visual interface that was in tune with how designers worked. So I, I synced up with those labs. And even after I graduated from MIT, I stayed in, for, to, to get access to those labs. Uh, in addition to doing my consulting and working in the area, mainly on like scientific instrumentation, Um, You know, small computers used to build instruments for for, for scientists. It was a small, small company. Um, But uh, uh, at the same time, I was exploring the creative uses of the the, the technology at that point, which was uh, live video, live full full frame live video, which was hard to, you know, very few places had even the hardware, you know, 32-bit frame buffers and and, you know to capture and stuff. And the, the link between film video and uh visible language workshop was a, a great link for me because i i wanted to i was exploring what you could do with video and graphics and you know i had to run a hundred foot u uh, serial port cable from the the lab at the visible language workshop to the the one inch apex uh tape machine to be able to record the the the, the, the signal from the computer but so i linked that up and you know it was it was it was interesting and I, uh, you know, I did, I, I created some, some music videos out of that output, which is taking video, live video and colorizing it and do, doing spe- special effects, you know, with custom code, uh, on, the, on those computers. And, um, that led me to, uh, Lucas, Lucas films in, in the early, in the late eighties. Uh, I joined the, the Lucas film out in, in, in California, San Rafael and worked on the Edit Void project, which was an early, um, nonlinear editing system. You know, and Lucas, if you if you're interested in in the the genesis of the, the digital revolution, you know, like Photoshop and all that, uh, Luke, Lucas uh, Lucas is uh, is is key. Uh, Luke, uh, Lucas is is key because you know, in addition to being a, a great you know storyteller, he was interested in making the the process of making movies more democratic and and more driven by the creative professionals rather than the, the industry. So he he used his wealth to To invite uh, lead in researchers and scientists, computer scientists and graphic people to, to Lucas Ranch, and uh, invited them to conceive of the future and build it, and then create products for it. So, you know, he he created Pixar, he created um, ILM, uh, and then he also added a, 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 a company called a company called uh, Editroid, which was a uh, 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 computerizing the pre-production process: Edit, sound editing, video editing, and um, you know digital effects editing. That, that became Pixar, uh, 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 and games too. Games was down, and these these were all in San Rafael, so there were separate companies, but we were basically in the same building. So like, you know, so when I was working at the Edit Droid, I would go to the they, they had studio drawing classes run by ILM, you know, so I'd go over there and hang out with them and and, and do studio drawing. Um, so it was, it was a very, it was, a, it was a great, uh, environment that blended, you know, t- technology and, uh, and, and creative expression. Uh, you know, it was, it was for, for, for movie making. And also, uh, the system that I worked on was main, mainly used not for movies, but more for, um, what they call episodics. I think Twilight, the Twilight episodes were shot in it. So this, these were things that were shot on film that were eventually going to end up on, on, uh, videotape. So before they they would edit it all on tape,
0: yeah. you know,
1: which involved just splicing tape together. Tell
0: us about Lingo. How oh, did Lingo come? Oh, Lingo. Okay, yeah, Lingo
1: came about. So after Lucasfilm, Luke, Lucas closed down Editroid, and I was looking around for opportunities, you know, that, to build on what I what I was interested, in, which is graphics and computers. And I ran into Mark Hanna. So Mark Hanna was a is a he's another visionary tech visionary from from the eighties, and he saw the need for the the emergent need of the the desktop computer. He he, he came up out of the valley in the gaming industry from from the art point of view, though. He he, he was an opera singer and interested in in installations and stuff, but he worked in the gaming industry, and he saw an opportunity for tools for the creative professionals built for for the the emerging desktop computers. So he built um, VideoWorks, which was an animation program, which became director, and what I plugged direct lingo into – he built uh, graphic works, uh, sound works, and music works. And he sold, these were the first kind of commercial editing software that, you know, for, for media on the, the, the Macintosh back in the 80s. So, uh, he, he, he found me through, through friends. He heard about some of the interactive stuff I, 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 I was doing. You know, in addition to working at Lucas, I was creating interactive art. With a friend, I I just spoke to him, Benjamin Bergerie. We created a project called the Interactive Bed. This was, this was in 1988, which involved, uh, computer sensors and a physical bed and laser discs to create, uh, a stream of, of, a stream of consciousness, poetry, visual poem on the fly, you know, based on where the person was on the bed. So he, he, he heard about me through that work and he hired me as a consultant to, to work on his suite of, uh, products, you know, video works first from MacroMind, which eventually became Macromedia, and, um, and then became Director. So to get to, to lingo, uh, I was, you know, so remember back to high school, I, I was very fascinated with languages, and I, I saw that the way to, to learn languages was how to, was implemented. So I wrote a compiler, I wrote an interpreter in high school, then in, in my first episode, my first kind of phase at MIT was AI, so I got deep into LISP and wrote some, you know, wrote some very basic Lisp interpreters. So I was always had my head around, uh, languages and especially languages that were empowering to the user. Lisp was empowering because you didn't have, the programmer didn't have to worry about stuff that traditionally programmers had to worry about. Garbage collection, representation of data was very fluid. So, uh, at that, at that time, they had a very simple, uh, rudimentary basic interpreter in video works. And I replaced that with, uh, with Lingo, which, which was designed to be more, uh, you know, do what, what they wanted to do at that point, which was basic interactivity, just click and go to some place and do some simple calculations, but, you know, it, with, the, with the, the, the notion that you'd want more power eventually. So it was a full-featured dynamic and eventually an object-oriented programming language uh, wedded to an animation engine. So, uh, directed grew with the, the industry, you know, it was a, in the 90s, it was the main way of creating interactive content on CD-ROM, uh, before, before the web. Um, so it, it actually it launched the careers of a lot of people moving from other media into, you know, into the computer,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, especially when it involved interactivity. And it could be, it could be interactivity for games, for simulations, for demonstration, so, it, uh, for education, so, it 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 was used for a wide variety of uh of products. Um, yeah. the, the key the key thing being that it was you know, involved, orchestrating sound and you know graphics and some interactivity, whether it's co- complex interactivity being a, a game yeah. uh, or you know something simple like a, a point and click type interaction.
0: From a from a mm-hmm. business perspective, did you mm-hmm. have a patent for all of these things that you were mm-hmm. inventing? No, no. Okay. So I, 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 so
1: you got to remember back in the, in the 80s, yeah. open source was like the, that was the norm. Okay. Know? So, so when I was at MIT, we didn't, you know, we, we, everything was open, you know, Richard Stallman was there when I was there. You know, he was working on the, at the AI lab and they were, that was the, that was the, that, that was the, the, the philosophy. That was the ethos. That, okay. You know, you write code and you shared it with, you know, with people. There was no even talk of, Patented and all that, but when so as a consultant though, uh, I worked as a consultant for Macromedia when they got venture capital and got money to grow. They got they they moved them from Chicago where they were working to where they were living and, and working. You know that's where Valley was and that's where Mark grew up. Mark Hanna grew up to San Francisco they, in, in the A. So with that, they didn't they didn't want any consultants because they wanted that exactly what you said. They wanted to protect anything they built with with intellectual property. So I, as to, to become a, to become a full-time employee, which was fine with me because I love what I was doing, I had to sign a document saying anything I created from then on was theirs, was their IP. But what I did was I, they t- you know, I was told about this and they said, uh, I wrote a, I wrote a letter saying, this is what I've created so far. So this is my, you know, this is my prior art. So, and all the stuff that I'd worked on to that point, yeah. I, 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 I as, as, as best I could, I documented in that letter. So, it, there was an early version of lingo called, I called Chatterbox, which was used to control laser discs and stuff. So I, I made them that, I made it, made, made them aware of that. You know, so I, I didn't, I, I traded away, you know, the potential for patents because it, it was, at that point I was a full-time employee, but they, 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 they got, they never patent any of the language stuff. They patented other things, uh, related to, um, uh, to director, like some of, some, some things about the text handling and, and things like that. Um, but yeah, no, no. But I, after 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 uh, working with MacroMedia and as a consultant, and then as an employee for for wh- where I'm partnered with now, EP Visual, uh, we patented uh, a technique I, I developed called um, personal. Uh, I got to get, get the name. It's basically it was on. It's a it's a way to package a. a Mm-hmm. Uh, application to work yeah. online and offline, you know, very common today, mm-hmm. you know. But it, we we did it for um, in uh, 2000, so and that got this. There's, there's it's on my website. If You go to johnhenrythompson.com okay. and and kick around. There's a link to the patent for that um, for that uh, process. But again, I did that as a uh, as a partner with EP. So it's the patent's in my name, yeah. but it, the 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 rights are go to the company EP EP Visual.
0: So what you're explaining to me is the the, the, the perennial dilemma for creatives, where you sometimes have to give up your intellectual property because you are more about the creation and the sharing of of that uh, that creation. And and sometimes you are not in a position to finance it, so you have to do a trade-off yeah and also
1: this is this 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 stuff is always a collaborative and effort you know so you know director had you know it started off with about half a dozen engineers but it eventually grew to hundreds of engineers so um you know i i i focused on one part of it and you know the 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 developing the language and enhancing it over the years Mm -hmm. as it went from just a mac application to cross-platform to to windows and to other platforms you know i got a good paycheck I got stock options, so I was hurting. I love, and I was doing what I love. And that's not something I could have done by myself. I, I don't have the business savvy yeah. to do that. And the other part that I loved doing, which was teaching, uh, while I developed director, I, I was teaching uh, a class at NYU at the ITP program, the interactive telecommunication program. And for me, that's more fruitful than just building a a, a program in the, in the abstract. Because, you know, one of the things that make make software development in any subject part is the connection to the end user so mm-hmm. one of the things that made th- i think director so popular as a development platform is we, we cultivated that connection with the developers and we listened to them and incorporated their feedback into the, 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 the development of the program yeah. and the, uh, so, so part of that for me was not just what the company did with the developer conference it was seeing the tools in the hands of people you know, fresh people that weren't technologists, weren't engineers, that were mainly concerned with expressing themselves and getting up to speed on the tool. So teaching the, the use of the, the tool and building it at the same time was very, very invigorated. And it's, 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 it's a creative environment. And that's, that's, In fact, that's why I'm back here now. I'm back at ITP. I just finished teaching a class last year, uh, the same class that I started, in, Intro to Computational Media. Yeah. Back in the 80s. Now it's grown. You know, it's gone from hypercard to director to pro- to processing a Java-based a creative environment to P5JS, and it's you know it's now seven sections. You know, so it's seven. <clears throat> it's led by Dan Schiffman, who who, who create, He does he does a lot of uh, videos on YouTube. If you if you search for uh, Code and Train, I think is his channel, uh, where he 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 teaches programming, you know, to people that are interested in it from, from a creative perspective. So that's what I really like to do. I want to be in there with the mix, creating yeah. something, you know, and seeing other, helping other people create it and uh, getting people's head around this, this, this uh, empowering, you know, because the, the, learning to program is an empowering activity right now. Uh, most of the, you know, the content, especially with social media is, just appealing to the consumer, you know. Yeah. But uh, I think um, I'm, I'm always intrigued by flipping it around to say, "What can you, what can this device do for me, you know, and my community?" So um, you know, so that's what I like. That, you know, so, that, so that's what I.
0: So, would you say that the lingua language that you developed was like a precursor to to multimedia and video on 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 on? on, on
1: oh yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. For, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so. So this is the kind of the, the family tree. So yeah. before, before um, you know, before Macromedia Director, interactivity was in the hands of you know prof- creative prof- professional programmers. Mm-hmm. So you, mainly you got games, hardcore games, you know, like Doom, you know, yeah. it, t- you know so Tetris. So it wasn't cost effective to do like casual interactivity. So Director led the way for casual activity and a wide range of stuff. Uh, and interesting games too uh, total distortion a lot of groundbreaking games back in, in the 90s was mm-hmm. done in director and also the, the ability to code in a graphics friendly environment like the mac and then move it to windows and move it to other platforms it it was instrumental in that so it not only in create uh, allowing people to create this new content but it launched careers you know people yeah. that were videographers got into you know interactivity they were, you know, storyteller, animators, they they got their feet wet with director and then branched off into into other things as the industry grew. So, director was strong in CD-ROM. It grew into the web with Shockwave. So, mm-hmm. it, it was used to deliver a lot of the the, 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 the uh, uh, games and stuff over the web. Um, the, the Macromedia, the Macromedia as a company, acquired Flash, uh, which was more suited to the web. It was less powerful than director. So, uh, as flash grew in its you know with a more powerful language and a more powerful graphic engine, it became the more more popular way of doing interactivity on the web but the kind of director kind of opened the door and 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 floated the company for for deck for years you know that was a cash cow was yeah. director and they you know they searched for they, they the way that you know technology is always changing so these guys, these guys, these venture guys have been there before. You know, they know this stuff, so they consciously finance and look for the next big hit. You know, so yeah. it was first it was CD-ROM, then it was the web. Uh, they grew the company by bringing in technology that was aligned with that. So they brought in people to do stuff for the web. So it was first Flash, Dreamweaver, which was a whole another category. Um, uh, what was the other uh, product that was uh, Cold Fusion? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the uh, f- uh, f- uh, premiere, uh, Final Cut. You know, they they got they got the key people. The two brothers from the premiere team hired them and got them into um, you know uh, to, to to build Final Cut. And then that was acquired by by uh, Steve Jobs. He brought Steve, he brought Final Cut from Macromedia. So Macromedia was a, 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 it was a leading edge technology company. Um, but the, the way the game works, you have to keep moving and. Yeah. You know, they got acquired by Adobe once they got to a certain size. And, you know, I I, I, I left them in 2000 or so. But I'm, prou- I'm, I'm, I'm proud of what Lingo enabled people to do.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and, and one of the last things I did for the company, with the company, is, uh, you know, uh, I went back and plugged in um, the bridge from Lingo to JavaScript. So you could, in director, you could work in either environment. Okay. Um, so, um, but my, yeah, so, but, the core of what I'm doing is, is, is basically the same. You know, the technology and yeah. the landscape has changed, but I'm interested in educating people about this technology so yeah. that they can use it and create whatever, the, the vision of the next world,
0: and doing it myself. We talk, you talk about, you were at the beginning of the fourth industrial uh, revolution, mm-hmm. and, and nowadays we talk about, and, and, and you, you alluded to it in terms of the use of macro media and, and final cut what what i'm gonna say three 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 mm-hmm. words or three things uh, and i want your impression of them within the context of the fourth industrial revolution uh mm-hmm. ux design oh oh
1: it's 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 very important i mean uh that's that's what that's what's if you look at the social media platform it's all user interface design you know they uh, and uh, uh, facebook is what it is because of user interface design. They go after companies like instagram whatsapp because they they saw one sliver of one aspect of what people want to do with the with their devices and they fine tune their interface around that um you know so they they recognize the 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 the, va- the numerical economic value of having a superior user interface. Yeah, so use people that have that skill are very, very marketable. AI. Um, it's, it's, yeah, AI, it's, okay, I, I have a thing about AI, because <laughs> I have a long history, you know, going back to the 80s. You know, I was there when it was not, uh, it was trying to break through. Right now, it's, it's kind of broken through. But I want to remind people that AI is an aspiration. You know, it's a marketing term. You know, what qualifies as intelligence you know, for now, what, what they call it is intelligence is, you know, it's demonstrated that it can do these things very well. You know, um, natural language recognition. You know, you can talk to your thing and order stuff. It can, fi- it can find patterns in big data. But AI is a collection of algorithms. Okay. And those algorithms have, they can have issues. You know, there's a bias issue. Yeah. You know, there's, a, there's an auditing issue. You know, you trust in this algorithm now. And it doesn't have to be AI. Your credit score is an algorithm, right? Yeah. Now, what power do you have over that? You know, so <laughs> you know, people sell your credit score, you yeah. know, and move it around. So, the, I think the key thing about AI is to be, is to yeah, 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 And it's it's an emergent field. You know, there's a lot of things being built based on it. So it's a good skill to have. But as 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 somebody that's you know like an educated consumer, you know, don't believe the hype and push. For things that will regulate it to your interest, absolutely. You know? So machine that's learning. machine learning. Again, that's uh, <laughs> okay. That's a marketing term. Machine yeah. learning. Okay, that the fact that you can say that a machine learns is aspiration. You know, they they can do certain things very well based on mining big hunks of data and doing some statistical a- analysis of it and some uh, you know some um, network feedback based. Algorithms. So, there's specific algorithms that they stack together to to get the the thing that they call machine learning, but it's based on feeding large amounts of data, based on your activity, you know, everyday people's activity into these algorithms. So, and there's a, like I said, there's a class of problems that come up about that, about social responsibility and control when that's a black box and you don't have any audit of how it got that.
0: Yeah.
1: How you know? So, for example, there's there's a there's an AI alliance company a group that's fighting for that kind of stuff you know because people are selling you know they're selling facial recognition stuff to yeah. police stations police people and some people are getting convicted and getting the life ruined based on a
0: wrongly, a wrongly so
1: yeah yeah and so and especially for people that are not in the in the in the in the in the, in the, the prime test data and the, the, the training of that machine learning yeah. they can get biased against you know so it, it's so yeah so my, i guess my my overall advice is be suspicious of the marketing term okay look beyond the marketing term ask for the algorithm and ask for accountability okay ask for auditability okay. you know, can, can we know what's in there thank you for listening if you enjoyed that episode please subscribe to the show and give us a five-star
0: review And even drop us a comment if something really stood out to you.